Hey, 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 gang. I am back and we is hopping straight into today's episode. Let's jump into it. So right about now, there is this um, Netflix, ugh, not Netflix, Hulu series that is going around called uh, The Girl from Plainville. Now, this is a true story. So, of course, before I get into the topic, <laughs> I want to let you guys know, if you have not seen this show and you plan on watching the show and you do not want any spoilers from the show, do not continue to listen to this podcast until you watch it. <laughs> I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I'm definitely just about to jump right into this. So... The Girl from Plainville is a show that is based off of a true story about a 18-year-old boy who commits suicide by his girlfriend, who was 17 at the time, who pretty much coerced him, uh, convinced him, talked him into killing himself. So the story is, like I said, a true story. They ended up creating a show about this true story and called it the girl from Plainville. So I'm gonna jump into the details. I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna jump into the details and everything about the show, starting with the girlfriend, because the show technically, even though it is about the guy, um, it's the girl from Plainville. It's more so about her and um, kind of what she played a part in, um, just kind of showing from her point. Now, some things were dramatized. Some things were added. Not everything was directly True, but one thing that was was the text messages. So if you guys have seen it, um, or you plan on watching it and don't care about the spoilers and you're still listening, <laughs> one thing that she that was real was every single text message that came across the screen. Um, so it that was their real text message and conversations. And when I realized that and I heard that, I was like, wow, wow, she was. She was wrong, um, but we're not getting into my opinion just yet. We're going to talk about um, just the kind of factuals of the show. So she had a history of mental health illness on her own and her own suicide attempts. So um, she met Comrade, who was the guy who killed himself. They called him Coco. So I'm going to call him Coco because that's what they called him. Um, so she met Coco on vacation um, in, I think it was two. 2012, 2012 um, is when she met him on vacation. Um, it was right, right, right after his mom and dad divorced. So his mom and dad is divorced. He's already tried to commit suicide before, um, but of course he was not successful. Um, so of course, you know, he's not always in the best best mood or best mind state. He goes on vacation, meets his beautiful girl, 17 years old from Plainville. Um, so they lived about an hour apart. As you guys know the story, um, I'm just explaining this for anybody who didn't watch it, but just still listen to the podcast. Um, but yeah, so she pretty much just, um, they, they met after they met, they, they've met each other about five times during their two-year relationship because they lived so far and they were still young. So they didn't really have the opportunity to just, you know, 
get up and go and meet each other. Um, but their families really didn't know nothing about each other. I think they knew that there was like a person that they were, you know, interested in, but I don't think that their parents knew exactly who they were talking to. So we fast forward um, through them back home and, you know, away from each other. Comrade is going through some tough times. Like he's going through some tough times. He's telling his girlfriend and she's kind of letting him know like, yeah, me too. I'm going through tough times too. And he's, you know, like, yeah, but um, I've actually tried to, you know, do something to myself. And she's like, well, you know, me too. So their, their relationship doesn't start off healthy in my predicament because it's not like a broken person and a fixed person. They're both broken trying to be together and it didn't really help in my opinion um so yeah long story short coco goes um and just lets her know that i I'm, i really want to hurt myself i don't want to be here anymore i don't want to do this anymore i don't want to feel sad anymore and um she's like well you know do it if you want to if you want to do it do it she told him to drink bleach she um pretty much gave him so many different ways that he could have harmed himself. And um, when it came down to him actually doing it, before he even did it, she was, you know, going to her friends saying, you know, comrade is missing. No one knows where he is. At this moment, he's not missing. She knows where he is. She's just kind of preparing for, you know, him him doing this. And again, I'm keeping my all of my opinions at the end. So I'll get to my opinions about everything. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, so she goes through and actually gives him an idea. He goes and get um, a motor, puts it in his car at Kmart, sits in the car and turns it on, lets it run. Of course, he's being the car is being filled with carbon monoxide, so he dies. Before he even dies, mind you, they have all of these text messages. I think they said that it was 39, 349, I'm sorry, pages worth of text messages that they were able to pull from both of their phone records and show in court. Um, and she pretty much just cohorsed him into killing himself. She's like, why didn't you do it yet? I thought you were going to do it. I was preparing myself for you to do it. And you haven't done it yet. So when it came down to him actually doing it, Coco actually got a little scared. Um, he got scared and hopped out of the car. And she's like, get back in the car. Get back in the car. He gets back in the car. And within minutes, he's, he's gone. So his family is wondering where he is and all this other stuff. So now he's missing. Now he's officially missing. And now she can feel these emotions. So she's rehearsing how to be sad, rehearsing how to cry, rehearsing his funeral um, by watching like Glee episodes, um, episodes of Glee. And she's doing all of this like odd, weird behavior. And before he killed himself, she's like, you know, you can go on and be happy and then do what you want to do to be happy. I'll take care of your family. I'll make sure they're fine. This girl didn't even know the family enough to do that. And the sister, Coco's sister, thought she was being a little weird. Like, we don't even know you. And her family thought she was being a little odd because they're like, we don't know him. And we don't even think we didn't know you knew him like that. 
Um, so her friends come over to just give her all of the attention and it looks like that's exactly what she wanted. And um, the day that she finds out he died, when she knew he died because she was on the phone with him, but she calls her friends um, after, you know, finding out and they come over to be with her and then she's looking for what to wear to the funeral because she has to look nice for his mom and all of this just weird activity. It was very awkward. Um, but let's get more into Coco. So Coco, he was, again, 18 when he killed himself. Um, and he died by carbon monoxide. He lived in an abusive household. Like, his dad was very abusive. I think she was abusive to his mom um, a little bit, too. But it was more so towards him, where he just felt like, you know, he didn't want to, you know, live anymore. Um, when his parents got divorced, he tried to commit suicide before. Didn't really pan out the way that he wanted to. So his parents were kind of on high edge about him. They thought that he was happy. The day that he committed suicide, he actually went to the beach with his mom and his family and sister. And she's just like, his mom's just like, I never knew anything was wrong. Um, Coco was, you could tell he was just such a damaged boy. His mental was so damaged and it was so sad to watch and to see pretty much. It seems like Michelle preyed on his vulnerability and it's sick. It's kind of sick. And it was like to hear that that's not the only case of someone kind of like coaching their spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend to commit suicide. It's like, why are you coaching them? through something like this? Do you want people to feel vulnerable for you and feel sad for you? Do you not realize that you're missing? Like, it, it's just, it's wild. It's so weird. Um, so she did end up getting arrested. She got convicted of an involuntary manslaughter and was sentenced to two and a half years of prison, but she only served 15 months because of good behavior. Um, it was very hard for them to like, and I see why. I see why it was hard for them to actually pin charges at first because it's like she didn't physically kill him. She didn't hold a gun up to his head and tell him to do it. But in a person's mind, it's like you took advantage, like I said, of their vulnerability and you you preyed on that softness in them and pushed negativity and suicide down their throat. Even when he's like, Coco was like, yeah, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this. Like, maybe I shouldn't leave my family and my mom. And she's like, no, I'll be, I'll take care of them and all of this other stuff. So when he did pass away, she was like being very like, trying to be very close to his mom and his sister. And they were just like, this is odd. So when they found out that she was the reason of the cause of this, they were heartbroken. Just imagine having to, one, deal with that, your son committing suicide for the, first of all, attempting it and then actually going through and it happening for the second time. And you realize the person who was merely responsible was the person who was trying to give you comfort and give you love. She was throwing um, charity events for suicide in her city, in her town, like how we're away. And, and like his, Coco's best friend is like, why are you doing this so far? Like his family and his real friends who actually knew him and cared about him can't be here for this. But they, they ended up making their way out. 
Um, but she was, it was just very weird. It was very odd. And now onto my opinion, my unsolicited opinion that no one cares about, but I'm going to say it. It was like the blind leaving the blind. And I'm not excusing what she did at all. So please don't mistake what I'm about to say, excusing her. But she had her own suicide attempts and her own mental health problems and struggled with her own issues. And I feel like what she did was kill herself through him. I feel like she looked at it as a way, and this again is my opinion, I feel like she looked at a way of coaching him through killing himself was coaching herself through going through it without having to really go through it. But she mentally had to go through it, but not physically. Like She was able to still breathe and her family was able to still have her even though she got arrested. Like I think it's very odd, but I'm here to say, I'm always, I'm always here to say <laughs> that if, you know, anyone is thinking of harming themselves and you reach out to somebody and they're telling you, you know, yeah, you should do this or I see why not or not, not giving you the opposite, please run in the opposite direction. Even though you at that time, that might be what you think you need to hear. It's not. It's not what you need to hear. It's not. So we're about to jump into a Shell Talk segment. You know how I do Shell Talks. This could be about the topic, anything random. It's going to be about a couple of things, but we're about to jump into it. shall talk to we talk about anything and everything <laughs> so today's topic is about Juneteenth so as you know just last year as you may not know just last year Juneteenth became an actual holiday like a recognized holiday and as I'm so thankful for that because it's like wow like we black people finally get a little something that we want I mean we didn't really ask for that we we was going to celebrate it as a holiday regardless um, but as we realize, like, okay, okay, it's becoming a holiday. Walmart made a goddamn ice cream for Juneteenth. On top of that, they have Juneteenth party banners, Juneteenth cups and napkins and plates and party supplies and like banners and all this other stuff, Juneteenth freaking ice cream, ice cream, like, <sighs> it grind my gears so bad today, because it's like, when I saw it, because it's like, granted, I get wanting to capitalize and, you know, express and and show gratitude and appreciation and all of that other stuff that we do for these other holidays but bro while one of the napkins it said it's the freedom for me what what i just felt that is like such a slap in the face 
as a black person. Like, what? Now, tell me if I'm being dramatic. I mean, I really don't care if y'all think I am or not. But just, I just want to know. Um, I ran a poll, and I think I had, like, 40 people respond. And everybody said that I wasn't being dramatic. Because I'm just like, this is weird. This is just odd. Like, why are we... Why? Why? Why is this a thing? Why is this a thing? I just think that it was just a bit much to do all of that, like, ugh, y'all, it bothered me so bad. <laughs> it bothered me so bad to just watch it. It was just like, I don't understand. I really just don't understand what they were trying to do. And it probably just doesn't bother a lot of people as much as it bothered me. But I don't want to talk about it. I just wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about how bothered I was with watching that. Or just, just looking at that. Just seeing Juneteenth party supplies. And y'all black people better not go eat that up. I'm so serious. Like, if I, if I pop out a Juneteenth cookout and... I see Juneteenth supplies. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm making a plate and I'm going home. I'm not making a plate on the Juneteenth. <coughs> That's what I get. <coughs> That's exactly what I get. I'm choking. But anyway, Shell Talks wasn't about nothing. I just wanted to um, kind of lighten the mood after talking about suicide and stuff. Um, but yes, um, on the topic of The Girl from Plainville, it was a good show. If you haven't watched it, please go check it out. Let me know how you feel about it. If you have watched it, please still let me know how you feel about it. Um, you can always leave a voice message if you're listening on Anchor. And um, hit my DMs. Message me. I don't know. Something. Let me know. <laughs> Thank you guys again for always listening. I'm going to drop one more episode tonight because I just Feel it in my heart to drop it. So we get in another banger after another banger. Because <laughs> we want to run these plays up. So yeah, I'm about to drop another episode. Um, It's a brief episode. It's not going to be super long. It's just something that's on my heart. So I'm going to speak about it because you know that's what I do. Uh, but thank you guys again always for listening and rocking with your girl. I hope you have a wonderful day or night whenever you listen to this. See ya.